0: hello and welcome to episode number 91 of ab's ripping wax packs podcast coming to you from searcy arkansas i'm your host aaron vaughn this is the show where we rip open a wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open along the way we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind and spread the pure joy that comes with ripping open wax packs also we have a weekly segment called curt facts where my brother curtis researches some players from the previous episode and i pass those interesting facts on to y'all You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and most podcast platforms. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast. We rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always looking to promote veterans charities. So please contact us through any one of the outlets I just mentioned. We'd be happy to discuss a partnership to help veterans and their families in any way that we can. Thanks everybody for their support. We got some comments saying that they love the um, podcast and to keep up the good work. They love the Kurt Facts segment. A lot of people love that. um, Hearing those different facts about some people that were either superstars that they didn't know about or some that are a little bit under the radar that people might not have known some of the information that Kurt researches about them. So thanks Kurt for that. All that work that you put in doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you, Kurt. Kurt, appreciate you. Um, check out CBs tend to check out. It's a music podcast sharing the joy of music and hoping to help listeners discover unfamiliar bands or songs they might want to look into further. That comes out once a month. That's also a, a podcast that is produced by Curtis and me. Um, this week we will be discussing 1981 FLIR Team Stickers slash All Star Game trading cards on the back of those stickers. So um, I entitled this episode, Brings Back My Youth, because of those little stickers that I had all over everything of the emblems of the team. So we'll get to that a little bit. Not a lot that I found on the internet about them, but we'll talk a little bit about them uh, in a minute. But first, we're going to do our Kurt Facts segment. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. Kurt Facts. And remember to um, email us or tweet us to let us know what you think about um, anything that we talk about or anything you want to talk about that has to do with sports or cards or memorabilia. All right. Episode 90, last week's episode, 2022 Panini Prism from Kurt Fax here. Walter Johnson's a special throwback player chosen for this week's Kurt Fax. He pitched 21 seasons for the Washington Senators from 1907 to 1927, nicknamed the Big Train and Gentle Johnson. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1936, and one of its, he's one of its first five inaugural members, the five immortal, immortals as they've become known. They were Johnson, Ty Cobb, Christy Mathewson, Babe Ruth, and Hannes Wagner. Some records that he set nearly 90 years ago still remain to this day, such as career shutouts with 110 and leading the majors in strikeouts 12 times. He's also the only pitcher in Major League history to record over 400 wins and over 3,500 strikeouts. Wow. Of all pitchers that are in the 3,000 strikeout club, he has the lowest strikeout per inning average of 5.34. Um I think that makes sense. Uh, Let me know, Kurt, if I said that wrong, and we'll fix that up in the next podcast. Um, One of the things that I found of note was during a time when many ballplayers did not show much sportsmanship and cheating was rampant, he was known for his gentle nature and is still to this day mentioned as a great example of a good sportsman. Um, In fact, the notoriously unsportsmanlike Ty Cobb told a story of when he was going to face Johnson for the first time when Johnson was a rookie and called... Um, Cobb called the kid every name in the book, and yet Johnson just smiled and said, yes, sir, no, sir. <laughs> and then Cobb noted that he didn't even see the first pitch Johnson threw to him because he was not expecting the velocity to be so fast. The easy wind-up motion and sidearm delivery made it seem like he would not throw hard, which they all soon found out was not accurate. Johnson is credited as being the first true power pitcher who threw only fastballs with an occasional curve mixed in from time to time. His 3,508 strikeouts stood as the career record for over 55 years until being passed by Nolan Ryan, Steve Carlton, and Gaylord Perry in 1983, but it must be remembered that during the period of baseball that Johnson pitched in, there were much fewer strikeouts overall as only two other pitchers of that era came within 1,000 of his strikeout number. Wow. Shows you how amazing that number of strikeouts is for him at that time him and cy young are the only pitchers to finish careers with over 400 wins he even had 10 seasons in a row where he won at least 20 games and won over 30 games twice in his career for the decade from 1910 to 1919 he averaged 26 wins And had a 1.59 ERA. Wow. He even batted 433 in 1925, which is a record for single season batting average for a pitcher. But his overall career batting average of 235 is still very good for a pitcher. And he hit 24 home runs over his career also as a pitcher. He was a two-time AL MVP, three-time pitching triple crown winner who won a World Series in 1924 and finished his career compiling lifetime stats of 417 wins, which is second all-time and almost 100 behind Cy Young. And 279 losses, which is fourth all time, a 2.17 ERA, which is twelfth all time, 3,508 strikeouts, which is ninth all time, 110 shutouts, which is first all time, and a 531 complete games, um, 531 complete games, which is fifth all time, and he pitched the full game in 80% of his starts. Never happens anymore. Amazing. Wow. If you get a chance to listen to that part again about. Uh, Mr. Walter Johnson. Check it out again just to hear those stats. They're amazing. Thanks, Kurt, for all the research. Up next, we have Charlie Blackman. He was pulled and is an outfielder for the Colorado Rockies. I knew he was a good player but was surprised to learn that he has compiled stats of a two ninety seven average. 1,590 hits, 207 homers, just outside the top 300 all time, 709 RBIs, and 138 steals in his 11-plus season career. That's a very solid major league career, and he currently holds the record for the most RBIs as a leadoff hitter, which is 103, and most hits in a four-game series, 15. He is a four-time All-Star who led the NL in batting average in 2017. In fact, uh, in that 2017 season, he became the first major league player to leave the majors in hits with 213 runs scored, 137 triples, 14, and total bases, 383 in the same season, finishing with a 331 average and a 1.000 OPS, while finishing with uh, fifth and the NL MVP voting behind John Carlos Stanton, Joey Votto, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado. Wow, quite a career so far. Now, um, lastly... Julio Rodriguez was pulled, and he's an outfielder for the Seattle Mariners who's in his first year of Major League service, and he won the AL Rookie of the Year by compiling these stats. 284 average, which was 17th um, and during this year. 509 slugging percentage, which is 8th this year, 84 runs scored, which was 19th, 145 hits, 24th, 28 homers, 13th, 75 RBIs, 29th, and 25 steals, which was 5th. These stats also garnered him an all-star game appearance where he finished 2nd to Juan Soto in the home run derby and a silver slugger award. Only the 4th player ever to win that award is a rookie. He is from the Dominican Republic and was signed by Seattle when he was 16 years old. He's one of only four major leaguers to join the 20 Homer 20-steals 20 club in their first major league season. He's such a highly touted prospect that in the middle of the season, the Mariners signed him to a 14-year contract extension worth up to $400 million. Holy moly. Holy, Rod, holy, holy Julio Rodriguez. This is some good stats for the first year. Hopefully he stays healthy and have a lot of great years uh, yet to come. Thanks, Curtis, for the Kurt Facts. Appreciate you, kind sir. And uh, now we'll get on to um, not much here, but a little bit about the 1981 Fleer stickers. Okay, I'm looking at the wrapper here, and you'll get to see that. Um, I opened a pack just to see what they were like because I had a bunch of these. Um, it says Fleer baseball stickers and bubblegum plus five all-star game trading cards on sticker back. So you have five cards in the pack, and they are... Team emblem stickers is the main thing. And then on the back, there's a cartoon that says All-Star Game. And it has a little bit about, like one of them says, County Stadium in Milwaukee. And it has a, a cartoon figure hitting. And it says, NL breaks 3-3 tie. Wins with three in ninth. N- winner, NL, 6-3. to three. and it has It's just a little bit about something that happened in an All-Star Game in 1975. So it has to do with a certain year's All-Star Game. There's another one It says Forbes Field Pittsburgh 1944 winner NL 7-1. So these are all about the all-star game of that year. Um, With many stars in service, NL has easiest win and has some different pictures of them. You get to see those on the YouTube portion of the podcast. Um, So these are 1981. um, So all the emblems of the team stickers that year would be from the year 1980. And notice they, they say 1980 eight some of them have 1980 records on them so this would be the 81 um, set of these so and this is a Fleer all right so uh, that's just a little bit about them um, don't know how many packs per box I would say there's probably 36 packs per box I couldn't find much on it um, I don't have a box of these um, um, but five stickers per pack with those uh, all-star game cartoon cards on the back and I'm also gonna open a, ba- open a baseball collectors edge it's got quite a few cards in it. Thought I'd do that since there's only five uh, cards, sticker cards in the, those packs. And the Baseball Collector's Edge, we've done that before, they're just random um, cards, packs, parallels, um, autographs you might get. It says one and eight contain a hit. So we'll, we'll open one of those just so we can see some more cards being uh, busted open. Um, so we're gonna go to YouTube and do that now. All right, here's our 81 Fleer Baseball Sticker and Bubblegum plus five all-star game trading cards, uh, on the sticker backs pack. Here it is. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. It's blue, um, with it's the normal little Fleer crown emblem in red with Fleer and in white, um, has a yellow little stripe with baseball written in red across it, stickers, bubble gum. And then, uh, it says plus all, plus all-star game trading cards on sticker backs. And then it says five stickers and one stick of gum. Oh my goodness. This is, these are horrible. I forgot there's gum in there. That's what a lot of us were looking for when we were kids, but this brings back my youth. Like I said before, um, I can remember getting these and these were also one of these stickers, something like this. Um, when you see these, um, they were also like in FLIR packs. So 81, 82 well 81 might have still had gum in it and then they had to change that because tops was the only one that could have gum i think because then donruss came up with having the um puzzles in their pack like a piece of the puzzle um, you could make get like 63 pieces of it and you'd make the full puzzle but in flare they, when they stopped having gum in their normal packs just a regular base card set they went with these um these team stickers so i guess this was a forerunner to that because they also had an 81 flare set which we've done an episode on so I opened up a pack of them already, so you could kind of see it. This is what the wrapper looks like if you're on YouTube. And they had a little, um, you could pick your favorite star giant photo button that you could send in some. Looks like you could send in one dollar um, with your choice of a guy. There's like Reggie Jackson, Roy Smalley, Dave Winfield, all, all a bunch of all stars on there. You can see them if you're on YouTube. You Could choose one of those and send a dollar in with your name, address, and zip, and you get one of those <laughs> little buttons. Pretty cool. Um, Love that stuff when I was a kid. Um, but here's what they look like. And I'll open a pack here in a second. But this is one that I already opened. So here's a the sticker of Pittsburgh and the Pirates. And then on the back, there's an all-star game. It uh, has a little bit about that all-star game from 1953 that you can see it. And it's in just cartoons. It doesn't really have any players' names. It just talks a little bit about the game and who won. And then there's another one. From 1943. And then and the tribe, I ha- happened to pick a tribe, my favorite uh sticker. Um, then we had the Phillies, and on the back was the 1969 All-Star game. Info about that. Thought this one was cool, the Cubs. Not a Cubs fan, but then on the back, and it says on this one it has their record, actually, their one loss record. They were 64 and 98 that year. And then on the back is 1944, and it's at Forbes Field, and it shows um, people from like the army, the Navy, Navy, Air Force. I'm not sure exactly what those three are, but the pictures of those guys in those uniforms, which is really cool. I thought, and I think the last one was the Expos. I don't know if I showed you that one. Expos it has gum on it. I must've thrown away that gum already. It's already opened that pack. All right. So we'll open another pack of those and then we'll do, so here's another pack that's not open and then we'll show you the baseball collector's edge. There'll be a bunch in there. We'll open. All right. Let's so open this up. So they'll kinda of look like those cards, but they'll be oh my goodness, this I don't think I can eat this gum. I want to show you the gum. I don't want to hurt myself. Here's the gum in the pack. It's like got stains all over it and it's it's like sticking to the card yikes on that. Sorry, Phillies fans, but it's stuck on there. Um Phillies that year were ninety-one and seventy-one stick in 1980 that the phillies probably i think they won the world series that year so this was pretty a big one here and it's got a stain all over it so here's the phillies Let rip that off there so actually look at this it rips the sticker kind of off there so that i'll peel this one off so they actually peeled it says peel and we're just gonna because i don't care about this card it's bad and then peeling the sides of the sticker off and then it doesn't even stick anymore just sticking it and it just kind of falls right off. The, it's locked it lost its adhesion. So wow, that one's all messed up. <laughs> Alright, the next one, oh, that had on the back of it. Let's see what it had on the back. This one had 1934 All-Star Game, a little bit about that. Here's the Brewers. They look really cool, like they're in good shape. It's just that one had that all over it, the, the gum all over it. And then the 1942 um, all-star game on the back. Detroit Tigers sticker. Pretty cool looking mascot there in the 1964 all-star game oh another one it's a different indians one with the other hat i got both the tribe some of them looks like had two different uh, maybe more um cards with a different symbol on it of the they probably each had two one that showed their record then one that was the opposite um hat or maybe their home or away hat and then that had 1947 on the back and then the baltimore orioles and it has their see the difference so there's probably one that's that has the record on it with one of their emblems, like the Orioles. And then they would have another one. Oh, well, actually, I'll show you. Let's do that. We have that with the Indians, Cleveland Indians. So so one of them has their record on it, talk, tells a little bit about the Cleveland Indians. And then the other one doesn't have the record, but one has the Chief Wahoo face and one has the, the hat with the C. So they probably had two different um, cards for each team is what I would probably say. Alright, and then the Baltimore said 1951 on the back of it. Alright, those are done. That's actually really cool. I thought this one was gonna kind of stink because it didn't have actual real cards, and that's why we're doing this. We'll open these quickly for the collector's edge. Remember this is just randomly inserted cards. A lot of times it's just this is a third-party box. You get it like I don't know, CVS or Walgreens or something. And usually you get nothing in these, but it's still cool to just look at the players. I think I give all these players respect because they made it to the show. All right, so it's in a box uh, distributed by a third-party third, pack, third party distributor. It's got a 1983 Fleer baseball pack. I'm not going to open that whole pack, but we've done a 83 Fleer episode, I believe. All right, here's all different cards. I don't know if I'll know every year, but I'll go through them quickly. 87 Tops, Jim Deshays. 87 Tops, Tom Pachoric. 1989, Rance Mullenix. Looks uh, like 1990 Upper Deck Phil Bradley, 1990 Upper Deck Nelson Liriano, 1987 Tom Hankey. Uh, my daughter just came in the room and the dogs are, um, get out, the, the dogs are um, tapping their feet down the hallway, so sorry for that interruption, but I love her anyways, and um, Doug DeSenseis, 1987 tops. Jack Howell, 1990 tops. Um, Dave Stewart, 1992 tops. Uh, Gene Walter, this looks like this is 1989 upper deck. Yeah, that's the year that the Griffey card came out. I'm sure there won't be a Griffey in here. Chris Jones, 1992 Donruss. Chuck Malone, 1991 Fleer. Rob Dibble, 1991 Fleer. Brian Holman, 1991 Fleer. Wow, looks like they just put like a little chunk of all these kind of crappy sets in here. Matt Noakes, 1991 Fleer. Rob Ducey, 1989 tops. Mike Witt, 1989 tops. Bob Ojeda, 1989 tops. Al Newman, 1989 tops. Rich Gedman, 1989 tops. Danny Darwin, nineteen ninety two Donruss. It's still cool to see the differences in the cards and how they went over the years in these junk wax packs. Glenn Davis, nineteen ninety two Tops. Sandy Alomar Jr., nineteen ninety two Leaf. Johnny Paredes, nineteen nine or eighty nine Donruss. Don Robinson, nineteen eighty nine Donruss. Mike Moore, nineteen eighty nine Tops. Kevin Brown. 1992 triple play i think that's leaf triple play or Donruss triple play Bip roberts 1989 um, tops traded so if you look at the back it's got a t the top uh by the number 103 t uh juan guzman he's a pretty good pitcher 1992 score pinnacle score score pinnacle can't remember which way it goes uh dennis lamp 1990 Donruss. Matt Williams, 1991 Fleer. Eric Sogard, 2018 Tops. Wow, that's new. It goes from the 80s and 90s to 2018 or whatever I said. Um, Aldoberto Meja, sorry if I said that wrong, 2018 Tops like these are all 2018 tops yes Daniel Nava all-star game card you see it has a little all-star game print there in silver 2018 tops Chris Davis 2018 tops he had some good years got paid a lot and then kind of went downhill Jeff Samarja uh, 2018 tops he's got a cool story He was an awesome receiver or tight end I think receiver in college at Notre Dame so he played football and baseball college 2010 tops attack play tops attack online card huh robinson cano it's a little game card to look at that later tim federowich 2012 tops heritage aj pierzinski 2017 tops these 17 and 18 tops cards they just have no like these days they have no borders it's like they just made them quickly i like the ones with the borders 2018 Tops Elite Meet and Greet of the Mets. Uh, 2010 Tops Nate McClouth. Hmm. These are cards. I don't know much about those. 2010, i have to get some of those packs so we can do episodes on them. Um, Burt Blylevin, 1989 Donruss. Bobby Smith. Huh. Bobby Smith. 1998. What is this? Bowman. 1988, Donruss, Greg Minton. 1988, Donruss, Oda B. McDowell. Um, First Bowman card, 2010 Bowman. I think it's Tops Bowman. Scott Alexander. Ryan Klesko, 2007 Tops. That's a cool-looking card, the black uh, border. Tom Bolton, 1988 Tops. Franklin Stubbs, 1989 Donruss. Andy Allenson, 1988, tops. Ooh, what's this? The Lion King, Trapped, Skybox, Walt Disney Company. Huh, I wonder how that got in there. Lion King looks like the hyenas from Lion King. <laughs> Tells a little bit about Trapped and another uh, Lion King. That's different. I wonder how that got stuck in there. Uh, 1989, Trevor Wilson, tops. 1989, Fleer, Grady Hall, and Mike Rochford, Major League Prospects card. Uh, 1988 tops Ken Landro. 1991 score Rick Reed. Uh, 1991 tops Phil Stevenson. 1990 Pete Incavilla, upper deck. He had some good years. I think that guy is a guy that never played in the minors. He played in college, I think, but he never played in the minors. Kurt might have to look him up. Pete Incavilla. Uh, Jared Baker. This is a draft pick, 1992 draft picks card. Don't know if you ever made it to the bigs. Same with this one, 1992 draft picks, Chris Smith. Uh, Bobby Bonilla, 1991 upper deck. Man, he was a part of the killer bees. That guy could hit. Jose Uribe, 1987 Donruss, one of my favorite card, types of cards. Gerald Alexander, 1992 Fleer um Shane Raleigh 1988 tops we're getting towards the end here I know this is taking a while but just busting open cards is fun Scott Radensky, 1990 upper deck just seeing the different styles of cards over the years isn't cool to me at least Pasquale Perez 1989 Fleer Um, Mark Knudsen, 1991 tops Dave Steve 1990 Donruss he was great Uh, Danny Tardival had some good years. 1989 Fleer. Um, 1988 Tops. Yes, 88 Tops. Um, Rangers Leaders card. Ken Howell, 1991 score. Mike Boddicker, 1989 Fleer. Rex Hudler, 1991 score. Man, these are all from Junk Wax, besides a few of the Tops. um, 2000s. Derek May, 1991, Fleer. Um, this is different. A Pacific card. It's, a, it's got some damage to it. Steve Fry, California Angels, 1993. Pacific trading cards. Yeah, it's got... It's all messed up on the front. Um, Alvin Davis, 1987 Leaf thrown in there. Cool. A 1988 Fleer, Mark Thurman. 1988, Tops, Ray Knight. 1988, Fleer, Luis Salazar. 1987, Donruss, Mark Langston. He had some great years too. Keith Atherton, 1988, Fleer. Steve Jeltz, 1988, Fleer. And finally, ooh, I think this is one of Kurt's good, he likes this guy. Tim Wallach, last card, 1990, Donruss. So thanks for bearing with us on opening that other pack. That was pretty cool though. To see all those cards. And uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up the podcast. Thanks for tuning in if you're on the YouTube side. All right, again, thanks for uh, listening or tuning in, however you listen today or watch the YouTube broadcast part. I think I forgot to say on YouTube there, but Sammy Sierra was our winner for episode 91 to get cards from the podcast and um some free wax packs so thanks sammy for the uh, support remember you can contact us in the following ways our twitter handle is at ripping wax packs our email is ripping at gmail.com our facebook page is ripping wax packs and on youtube just type in AV's ripping wax packs and you'll see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast and if you put the number of the episode um it'll come right up to that episode remember to check out our other podcast. cbs tend to check out it's a music podcast which is out now comes out once a month, and we're always looking to promote veterans' charities, so contact us to learn more about donating to veterans and their charities, and thanks always to Curtis for researching. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God fresh in your life. Have a good one.